2: Joining us today on Skimmed from the Couch is Kate Upton. Listeners may know her as a model and as an actress, but she's recently added some new titles to her resume business founder and mom. Congratulations. Kate has launched Strong For Me, a 12-week fitness program specifically designed for women on the go to feel their best. She became a household name after making her debut in Sports Illustrated, but quickly challenged industry conventions and ascended through the fashion world with her honesty, drive, and confidence. Kate, we're excited to have you with us today. Welcome to Skim
1: From the Couch. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so we're going to jump in. Skim your resume for us.
0: It's been a crazy, awesome journey. I started modeling when I was 15. I'm like a real adventurer at heart and convinced my parents to let me travel the world at 15. <laughs> and we're going to get into yeah, that. I'm like, How did you do that? I couldn't convince them to let me stay out till 11. Yes. <laughs> um, I had like... My big break at 18 when I met with MJ Day and was a part of the Sports Illustrated family and went to meet with and work with some of the most iconic people in the industry, you know, from Anna Wintour, Tawny Goodman, Stephen Mizell, Kareen Rothfeld, Stephen Gann. It's just been an awesome journey and it made me Understand my body. I'm like, I'm losing the skin part of my resume. (laughs) Um, It made me, you know, really understand my body starting from the place of just being the typical model, which was like, be skinny, be skinny, be skinny. And I wasn't enjoying my life. I didn't have energy on set and I didn't have a whole life, but I didn't have enough energy to go out with friends or be the best girlfriend I could be. So I started working with Ben Bruno, and we found the best way to ultimately love your body, love your unique differences from everyone else, and find your strongest, best self. And that's ultimately why I wanted to launch Strong for Me is bring all that information to the everyday woman.
1: So what is something that is not on your Wikipedia page we should know about you? There's a lot of lies on my Wikipedia page,
2: so. (laughs) Oh my God! What's the top lie that you're
0: like? How did someone even make that up? That I was a violin player,
1: (laughs) and that I went. You should just own that. Yeah, I I am
0: uh, for sure. (laughs) Just would hate to go to a party and someone whip out a violin. (laughs) They'd be very
1: disappointed. Well, lucky for you, or maybe not lucky for you. We found it. Um, Oh well, no, you brought your sister here today, and you shouldn't have told us it was your sister. (laughs) So what is something we should know about Kate, sister?
0: Well, I did remember one thing that was on your Wikipedia page is that you graduated from Indiana University, which, funny enough, is where our brother goes now.
1: <laughs> that was years <laughs> ago. <Yeah. laughs> I didn't even realize that. But what's something that we should know about her that, like, no one else knows? <laughs> was she an annoying younger sister? Or? No. Okay. She was
0: always motivated and driven and so sweet. Um, one thing, you know, she did have mom walk her into school yeah. every single
1: Day, so like, you had an until on. when? Oh, yeah, I mean, at least
0: 15.
1: Yeah, wait, until what do you mean? No, yeah, t-
0: and <laughs> literally until my mom was like, I refuse to walk you into wait, school, you were
1: 15, yeah, and she was like,
0: You're embarrassing yourself.
2: <laughs> and I was like, I don't care. Wait, were you embarrassing your mom then had to go to school every single day? And like, well, were- did luckily, you walk ahead?
1: I'm, well, I was in college at this okay. point, yeah, so. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, oh, so that's from an a, early good age, that a good one. She just didn't care. She just didn't care what
0: other people thought. She's like, "Come on, mom, we're going into. What, do you just want to oh
1: Do you want to just like the emotional support?
0: Yeah, I wanted the emotional support, and I love just like you know having a little chat with her <laughs> on my way to class. <laughs> that is so cute. I love it. Oh my god, that is so very funny. <laughs> one of the things
2: that um, I don't often say that I have things in common with oh, I'm models. This. But before you were you, you were a competitive horseback rider. Yes. And I did not compete, but I grew up horseback riding and love it. Yes. She did compete in college. I I, oh, did. Yeah. I was on I was on my college equestrian team for half a semester. So, wh- how old were you when you started
0: competing? I think I was 10 years old when I started competing. I really feel like the foundation of being around horses has helped me so much in my life, which is the hard work and being ready to get dirty and really put in the effort and learning about something new and the travel that went around with competing.
2: It's so cool at a young age that you were
0: a pretty accomplished,
2: competitive horseback rider, and then went on to have this career. Both things are very individual sports, which is interesting. Obviously, there's the horse and you have to have a connection. But how do you feel like that set you up to do what you went on to do?
0: I mean, I feel like it really helped because I was constantly meeting new people while traveling. I was constantly out of my comfort zone in new cities and competing. And then I did the same thing in modeling. And I think individual sports, which I've really learned from my husband, is a whole different mindset where, you know, I really had to get used to the whole team thing in baseball.
1: (laughs) Would you like to tell our listeners who your husband is? Oh, yeah. My husband is
0: Justin (laughs) Verlander. I feel like it's just a completely different mindset that I was able to fall right into. And an individual sports or jobs, you have to represent yourself. You are your only advocate. And I was very used to doing that, whether it was with horse trainers or judges or anybody in the industry. So my modeling agencies definitely were a little shocked that a 15 year old had as many opinions as I did, especially where my career route was what? going.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> before you were even able to give those opinions to the agencies, you had to convince your parents yes. that you were 15. You're getting literally walked to your classroom every day by your mom. And you're like totally trust me to go across the world. I'll be completely fine. How did you convince them to do that? <laughs> this is yeah. the greatest fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> I presented them with
0: a five-year plan. I was like, I am going to make a career out of this or go to college. So I decided if I started at 15, I was young for my grade and I could still be in my same age group going into college. I love if that it didn't you did work that. out. Yeah, we were going to take a break from competing horses because it was very stressful a lot and the economy and everything. And then that's when I was like, well, great. Yeah, like I'll just go make my own money then. (laughs) (laughs) I convinced them and they came on a lot of jobs. My mom came down to Miami. I started in Miami with me a lot. And, you know, she refused to go into my jobs though, which was actually really great. I think that was probably the right call. Yeah. (laughs) Like she knew how needy I was, but she was really wanted me to learn how to represent myself. If your mom's in a room, you're going to depend on her. We would have prep interviews or prep castings, exactly how I was supposed to act or what I was supposed to say. But she wouldn't walk in with me, so I could handle it myself and make it a career. What
1: did she tell you to say? What were you?
0: I mean, I was 15. So from everything, like how to be professional, how to respond, like if I got into trouble. like. So
1: you're
2: at an age where most people are in high school, but also starting to like go out and be social and you are living in an apartment with other models and your mom is there sometimes. What was that age like for you? Because here you are doing something that is going to be the backbone to your career and you sound very driven. And at the same time, you are young and beautiful and making money and living with a bunch of other girls away from your parents. What was your life like?
0: I worked every single day, and ultimately I was still proving to my parents that I wasn't moving to Miami just to party. So I was paying my own bills and working constantly, and I always say models who get the reputation of partying and doing drugs are either the ones not working or so rich they're only working a few days a year because otherwise you're so exhausted. You're working 12-, 16-hour days every single day. I remember asking to get days off. When I got my period, I was like, I'm so tired.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: God. (laughs) How do those conversations go? My agency's like, just let us know if you need a day off. I'm like, actually, I need a week.
1: (laughs) I'm really curious because it is obvious how driven you are. And as Danielle just said, like, clearly from your equestrian career and into modeling, what Obviously, modeling is infamous for how harsh the criticism is Mm -hmm. internally um, and, you know, this kind of striving for perfection and these ideals of perfection. And we'll talk about kind of the public criticism that you received, which is ridiculous. I'm just curious what it was like for you emotionally Every day at work to be told, turn this way, look this way, don't smile like that. Like, what did that do to you?
0: (laughs) It puts you in a different mindset because suddenly you almost have to remove yourself from your body and just black out and do what they say. And it also leads, I think, really young models to do that in their everyday life and just do what is being told of them because you can't really, especially being a young model, have an opinion on set. It's it's definitely kind of a crazy mindset that puts you in a very, very vulnerable place. So when the outside critics came in, it was so hard on me because mentally I wasn't strong to handle when, that.
1: When you think about you today mm-hmm. as now a businesswoman, how do you translate those experiences at that young age to the businesswoman you are today? Did it fuel you? Did it help you compartmentalize? Where do you think it laid a foundation for you in today?
0: Yeah, it definitely fueled me. It made me learn that I really need to speak my mind and that my opinion does matter because of all those experiences. And, you know, there was so many times on set when I'd be like, it would be way more efficient if they would just do this or if they would just shoot me from this angle because I already know (laughs) that lighting's bad and it's not going to take three hours, but I would just keep my mouth shut because no one wants to listen to the model on set. And now I'm like, nope, my time is worth something and I'm going to say it and we're just going to move on. We're going to get this done right. Did you
2: feel like you had a support system in those early years when you weren't the household name? and you had those opinions.
0: I mean, my family was a huge support system for me, but ultimately nobody in my family was involved in the industry previously. So they could only give me advice from their personal life experiences. So I felt a little bit lost becoming well-known. It was like, how do I deal with anything? Everybody was overwhelmed. No one really knew the advice to give me. And then shooting the other woman, Cameron and Leslie gave me, like, just so many life lessons.
2: (laughs) That was such a fun movie to watch. I had fun watching it, and it seems like you guys had fun filming it. Oh, my God, we had so much fun filming it. Did you find mentorship or camaraderie with other models that were
0: coming up at the same time, or is it pretty competitive? I feel like it's not as competitive as people think because when you're a model, it's up to the client. And maybe the only place that it gets competitive is your agents. Like, oh, is my agent giving me those same opportunities or I should be doing this? I never felt like I was competitive with other girls. And you ultimately do work with other models. So you become friends. You're in the same place. I mean, everybody has jealousy, but I didn't feel like it ran friendships or relationships.
1: Hi, skimmers. Happy 2020. We are in a new decade. And I am the unofficial historian of the company. I take pictures of everything and I love to frame them. And it's always been lazy about when I remember to frame them. But then I discovered Framebridge and cannot wait to give Danielle all the photos of me throughout the years. It's going to be great for her. All you have to do is go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces They'll custom frame it, and instead of all the money I used to pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39, and shipping is free. So just go to framebridge.com, use promo code SKIM to save an additional 15% off your first order. Again, just go to framebridge.com, promo code SKIM. Get started today. So when you're about 18, 19, you become a household name. There are kind of like two things that happen. There's a lot of social media videos that go viral of you, and you're one of the first people to really embrace social media, and you get the Sports Illustrated cover. I cannot imagine being that young and having that amount of attention on you. Just walk us through what was that like? Who were you as a person at that age?
0: I was 18, 19, like you said. I had no idea what I was walking into. And also at that age, you're expected to be an expert on Things that you haven't even decided what your beliefs are, you aren't even like what, like on everything. I think is the main thing, and especially being a model, I always felt like somebody was trying to stump me. Mm-hmm. It was very overwhelming, and I was expected to give advice to people on things I didn't feel like I was well educated on yet, and you I needed the skin. We weren't around. I know. Around I know. Sorry. I needed we failed it. You. <laughs> I wasn't sure who I was. I was still trying to figure it all out, and you were expected to know. And so I think that that was the hardest thing is I felt like I wasn't really authentic to who I was because I didn't know who that was yet. And when I finally gave myself the freedom to figure that out and change my mind on different interviews that I gave, um, I felt a lot better.
2: What was it like seeing yourself on the cover?
0: It was incredible and I honestly can't fully remember. I remember seeing it and being taken aback and then it happened so fast because how Sports Illustrated used to tell you was on David Letterman and they literally like reveal it and then just grab you and rip you and you're just like running through paparazzi with police officers and 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 like going to stand in front of your billboard and you're just like where am I? You do like GMA the next morning and fly to Vegas that night, go do Ellen and Chelsea Lately. and
1: Yeah, same
2: for us. And were you prepped for all of that before? No. <laughs> that, I feel like people don't really understand that. Like whenever we do interviews, we're prepped before and we freak out. It's not our full-time job and it's hard. And it's
1: like five minutes maybe yeah. it's done.
2: Yeah. I can't imagine finding out the biggest career moment of your life
0: on live television.
1: What was it like to have literally the entire country talking about your body? It was not great because
0: a lot of it was negative And even the positive stuff was really creepy. Getting that criticism and being called like fat on TV. it just, I mean,
1: like I just, I, it's so insane to me. Have that. you gotten that type
2: of
0: criticism before? I'd never gotten that type of criticism because if somebody thought I was fat, they just didn't hire me. And so I wasn't really faced with that. But now it was, you know literally like on CNN talking about if I was fat or not. And I was just so emotionally in such a bad place because I took it all in and it was all around me. I didn't know what to do with that information. And that's when I decided like I needed to learn about our bodies. I wanted to know what it was all about. Why are we working out not to get skinny? Because that couldn't motivate me anymore because I was just dead inside on that subject. But you know, why did I want to be healthy? And it was ultimately to be strong, to be my best self.
2: So I want to talk about that type of criticism, because I think what you just said sounds like a really easy change. But I think with so much of that external chatter, did it get to you? Did it make you feel insecure
0: about your body? Oh my gosh. It got to me so much. I was in a very dark and twisty place. Was your family with you? They were with me the whole time, but I feel like I couldn't be reached at that point. I hated myself. I was really wondering why I was even in this position, like why I would expose myself to this kind of criticism. What was I doing? Was I just taking pictures? Like, This is insane. Just to travel the world, I don't want to be exposed to stuff like this. And actually, like a very big moment in my career was a lot of women were writing to me because, you know, social media wasn't a thing. There was no DMs. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They were physically writing and were sharing how I was making them appreciate their bodies and help them through different struggles, whether it was eating disorder or just, you know, being bullied. And I sent these letters to Anna Wintour,
1: and that's ultimately our first meeting. Did you think to just send it to Anna Wintour, or were you advised to do that? Um, I did, because I was like— That's amazing. You were 18, 19 years old, and you into like, I'm just going to send this to the queen of fashion.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I was in a very dark and twisty place at the time, and I was like, what would I want to see? Yeah. And I was like, I would want to see somebody representing me on these massive covers. And then I was like, oh, wait, I have that access. I could do this for these women. And so Anna and I ultimately met, and we both agreed that she wanted to represent that
1: woman and strength. I was struck by when you said, you know, there were the critics, and then there were just the creepy people who are probably older. I'm just going to assume, like, people, older men. I'm just thinking of you as a true kid experiencing the attention in such an objectified way from such different dynamics. And I'm just curious— when you think about that now, do you think about it differently now than you did then? Uh, about the creeps? <laughs> yeah. 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 I
0: was really scared because if you can imagine that dark place I was in. And then people are so weird. Like, I remember going to a pool party, which would make sense why you'd wear a bikini. And everybody was ooing and aahing and taking secret photos of me and being like, Oh, you love this attention, don't you? You love this attention. And that was my last pool party. I never would get in any kind of bikini in front of people because it was just too overwhelming and I didn't know how to stop it. And now, coming from a place of strength, I would be like, get away from me.
1: You're disgusting. And you don't know what to do. In 2018, you came out publicly saying something that had happened to you earlier on. And you said that the creative director of guests harassed and assaulted you when you were on set. I want you to kind of just take us back to one what happened, and two, I think what was amazing about you coming forward and kind of this wave of all these Me Too accusations and and this movement. Other models then came forward as well and had a similar experiences. So just for our listeners, if you can just sort of walk us through what happened and what was it like to finally reveal that that had happened to you?
0: Ultimately, he used his powerful position to try and manipulate me to be involved with him sexually and put me in a very uncomfortable situation, grabbing my breasts and trying to force me to kiss him. And I had awesome support on set with the photographer who I just met, but he felt so uncomfortable by witnessing this kind of pulled me away. But the harassment kept going through text message and I was able to keep it at bay, but it is harassment and it's not okay. And ultimately I made the decision to tell my story because I wanted young women to know this isn't OK. This isn't how it should happen in the industry. When you don't have a lot of experience, you're sitting there like, is this what it takes to be successful in this industry? Is this happen all the time? It should not happen all the time.
1: What was the response you got privately, like from models? What was that like for you just to get that support and hear thank you? <laughs>
0: yeah, you know, it was so great. And every model, almost every single model who has had any relationship with guests has come up to me and been like, I don't want to come out publicly because they're still scared of him, but are like thanking me or know somebody who's experienced it. And I think there's so many precautions that could happen, like agencies going to set now knowing that he's like this. I mean, they did know, but now with the Me Too movement, they have to address it. And I know if my parents had any idea that he was like this, They probably would have hired a hitman.
2: (laughs) What changes do you want to see made in the modeling industry based off of your experience, just speaking for yourself on the criticism about what you looked like to the sexual harassment experience? I think that a lot has changed, but there are
0: still ways to go. So much has changed in the modeling industry from when I started to now. It has taken a huge jump. There is so much talk about healthy living, healthy bodies, and trying to represent every body type. But I just hope that it's not on trend or vogue right now. I hope that this is a permanent change and people feel the change. I feel like other things that could change in the modeling industry, all of this focus on plastic surgery and Instead of loving your differences, just paying for it to change or like the massive makeup that all these women feel like they have to put on. Because ultimately that stems from insecurity. That's not coming from a place of confidence. So we're not promoting confidence. We're promoting just go get this changed.
2: So I want to talk about a moment where you really promoted confidence, which is after you had your baby. You appeared on the cover of Health Magazine unretouched. Was that terrifying? It was so scary.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was still breastfeeding at the time.
2: (laughs) It's one thing to be like, yes, in a vacuum. Everyone should feel good about themselves. But I am not a model, nor have I had a baby. And when I post something on Instagram, I'm like, oh, X-Pro2 looks good today. (laughs) No, literally.
0: I (laughs) I didn't have the normal like celebrity pregnancy you see everywhere where they're like just so tiny and skinny everywhere else i was massive <laughs> and i was a whale and i was still breastfeeding and my hormones were crazy like i shouldn't have been trusted with anything <laughs> any decision making <laughs> but Ultimately, I felt so passionate that I was so sick of this social media world where we only see the best of everybody. And this is the example of like, um, two weeks postpartum, look at my abs. <laughs> and I'm like, where are my abs? Um, <laughs> that I wanted to be an example. We can give ourselves some time, be in this baby bliss and not just like kill ourselves to be sticks thin or photoshopping ourselves on social media. What do you hope you pass on to your daughter? My daughter inspires me so much because I want to live by example and promote a healthy, strong lifestyle for her. And I want to be positive change in the industry for her. And I definitely want no creeps around her. So sharing my story. Would you let her model? I would let her model, and I feel like I come from a place I could really protect her. But, you know, I also want her to be so much better than me and, like, be the next president. So, <laughs> Are you going to
1: go to school with her till she's 15?
0: I hope so. I'd be so honored if she asked me to walk her to her
1: class every day. Maybe you'll walk her into baseball practice. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. If she becomes the president, you can just take her right into the White Yeah, Don't you worry. <laughs> I want to talk about your business. I want you to, for our listeners, one, explain who your business partner is. So who is Ben Bruno? And what do you want Strong For Me to be? What do you want it to stand for and where do you want it to go? Yeah,
0: launching Strong For Me... I really see it as a wellness brand, and I think we wanted to ultimately launch with a 12-week fitness program, 30 minutes a day with very limited equipment that you can do in your home. And I think that's the easiest way to start setting time apart for yourself, whether it's you know, fitness or mental health. And that's really where we see the wellness brand going next is really digging into being mentally healthy and loving your unique differences and feeling confident. No one feels confident all the time, but trying to always drive that place of feeling
1: confident. So you launched this with Ben Bruno, who's yep. your trainer. How do you guys divide responsibilities? Where are you stepping in? What, what's under your domain? Um Everything's under my domain. <laughs> and no, Ben is the
0: is the fitness expert obviously. He's one of the best trainers in the world and he really is so smart about how to train women's bodies to ultimately get the best benefit, to raise your metabolism all day instead of just while you're working out so that you can live a normal life. Because also he lives it too. He wants to go out for a drink. He wants to eat french fries occasionally. Like he's not a super health nut. So he's ultimately lives it and also preaches
1: it. What's your kind of secret sauce that you're bringing to the business?
0: (laughs) Um, I feel like I am like the test dummy. I have tried so many different ways of working out. I finally found something that made me feel confident and made me feel stronger. And yes, did I lose weight? Absolutely. But that wasn't the goal for me. The goal was to have energy and feel my best. You know, we have an awesome nutrition partner, Urban Remedy. Food is healing and food can help you in, in every way.
2: What is your workout routine look like now?
0: I do a mixture of weight training, and then also I'm very big into jujitsu now. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just got my first stripe. I'm very proud. Oh, my proud. gosh. Congratulations. It's like all I talk about. It's getting <laughs> a little obnoxious. What is something that you haven't done in your career that
1: you want to do still?
0: I want to continue this path I'm on of representing a healthy lifestyle and being a positive example for young women out there, especially with the social media world. I feel like our youth is under so much pressure at such a young age, like I was, and they don't need to be under that much pressure to build a brand or be on Instagram or be as connected as they are. So I feel like sharing my experiences and learning from my mistakes and being an example for a better life is the path I want to continue doing.
2: Well, you're only 27. So yeah. You've got some time. I think we're going to see more of that. Okay, we're going to move into our last round, our lightning round. First job.
0: Um, it was actually a job in Peru. I think it was called SciZone. It was a makeup brand, but um, I wanted to travel the world. First job was Peru. No I was babysitting. excited.
1: No Any, like, thing before that? I mean, I guess you were so young, but. No, 15, yeah. Wow, okay. <laughs> what was the worst job? Oh, guess. Ew. Who's the first phone call you make when you get good news? I think it's
0: fire around whoever answers first, like <laughs> husband, <laughs> sister, mom.
1: <laughs> what about bad news? Uh, same.
0: When's the last time you negotiated for yourself? Mm, better question is when's the last time I didn't negotiate Ooh. for myself?
1: I love that. What? When is the last time you didn't negotiate for yourself?
0: <laughs> oh, actually, recently I got a new agent. He's so awesome, and he did the whole deal by himself. It was the first time. It was just in October. <laughs> so we should all hire him. And yeah. then we can all be successful. <laughs> Before that, had you been involved in your Every single email I was involved in, I was BCC'd and would write my own emails.
1: What was the last show you streamed or binge-watched? The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, but I
0: haven't fully finished it. So don't tell me anything about the ending. (laughs) What do you normally eat in a day? I love starting the morning off with eggs and spinach with lots of hot sauce. And then salmon and sweet potatoes and broccolini. And then a snack, dinner, something else like beef or chicken and salad. and Dessert? Yeah, Chocolate. Thank you. What's your biggest vice? I don't know. Like alcohol.
1: (laughs) Fine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So you traveled the world. What is the best travel hack? Drink lots of water. And if you're changing time zone, get out in the sun. Do you still horseback ride? Yes, I do. I haven't in a while just because post-baby, but I'm getting back into it.
2: Uh, What's your shameless plug?
0: My shameless
1: plug? I don't know. Do your business. Do your business. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like,
0: oh, strong For Me. Check it
1: out. (laughs) strongforme.com. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. Congratulations on everything. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thanks for hanging out with us. Join us next week for another episode of Skim From the Couch. And if you can't wait until then, subscribe to our daily email newsletter that gives you all the important news and information you need to start your day
2: sign up at theskim.com. That's the S-K-I-M-M.com. Two M's for a little something extra.